Squeeze the Election, the podcast, is your shortcut to the federal election. Each week, we'll give you the talking points on the policy, the politics, the gaffes, and why it all matters. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Welcome to the fourth pop-up podcast to mark the end of each week of the federal election campaign. I'm joined by Claire Kimball, my co-host on the Squeeze Today podcast, and Greg Baxter, who's helping us write the Squeeze the Election email during the campaign. In the podcast today, we'll talk through eggings, hashtag my mum, campaign launches, costings, and of course, a game of who said it, a very competitive game of who said it. Bill Shorten kicked off week four with his campaign launch in Brisbane, Claire. He was joined by Labor luminaries Paul Keating, Julia Gillard and Kevin Rudd. Was that a bit awkward? They put a lot of work into not making it awkward and one of the key messages really to come out of that campaign launch was, look, see, Julia and Kevin, they're good, it's all good, we're unified, we're a team, we're working together. Um, And a lot of then Talkback Radio on Monday was about, do you think they're really friends or are they just putting it on for for this event? And uh, Paul Keating, though, really was the one who stole the show with an interview with the ABC after that campaign campaign launch where he just held court uh, and dropped some of the Keating truth bombs as he would see them um, about all sorts of things to do with how Bill Shorten really was the guy to be Prime Minister and Scott Morrison and that pack of jokers in his view aren't really the ones. The women in our leaders' lives also took a bit more of a step into the spotlight. Chloe Shorten introduced her husband at the campaign launch, at that campaign launch, and we've also seen Jenny Morrison out and about with ScoMo. But really the biggest story this week was a front page article by the Daily Telegraph. It suggested that Bill Shorten deliberately omitted parts of his mother's career while talking about the sacrifices she made to raise her children during an appearance on the ABC's Q&A program, Greg. Yes. uh, And the crux of this was that the Telegraph said, um, this moment, this moment on Q&A has been hailed as uh, an important moment of this campaign. But Mr. Shorten, you forgot to tell us half the story. So if we go back to Q&A on Monday night, um, Mr. Shorten talked about his mother uh, and the fact that because she was from a poor family, they couldn't afford to send her to university to study law. So instead, she went to university to study teaching because she, she could get a scholarship to do that. And she had to also look after, look after the, the rest of the kids in the family at the same time. And then it all blew up. Uh, when the Telegraph on the following on on Wednesday uh, published a front page story under the headline "Mother of Invention," which accused him of omitting to share with the Q and A audience that his mother had ultimately studied law and and practiced law. Off the back of this, Bill Shorten fronted the media and gave quite an emotional um, address. He was clearly upset by the accusations. He also attacked the newspaper for what he called a political hit. Scott Morrison said that he could understand that Bill Shorten was hurt by this, and that seems to be the general consensus. From looking at the commentary and the response on social media and elsewhere to the Telegraph story that people have come down very much on his side. Yeah, all this has caused a greater movement, especially on Twitter, around celebrating your mum, hashtag my mum. That's timely. Mother's Day is this weekend. It's also the day of the Liberals' campaign launch to be held in Melbourne. Just quickly, Claire, it's possible, and rightly so, that listeners might be thinking, hold on, 
the campaign hasn't launched. What have you been talking about for the last four weeks? <laughs> Can you just explain why the campaign launch has come at the end of the campaign? I'll, I have no doubt we've got plenty of listeners who are losing sleep over this question. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's preoccupying their minds. Um, so the government's official campaign hasn't launched yet. There's some conventions around this and it all has to do with election campaign funding. So you and I and taxpayers of Australia have been footing the bill for uh, the politicians and their staff, both Labor, Liberal, uh, minor party, those who have an entitlement to it, um, paying for their travel allowance. So that's when they camp overnight and pay for their hotels and all of that. So uh, once the Prime Minister launches his or her campaign, that funding stops. So it's quite notable that it will happen. The tap will be turned off six days out from the election day. For for everyone, not just for um, the government. So correct. From here yeah, on out, right. everyone's paying for them. The, the parties are paying for themselves. Um, and that is really the reason why we have a campaign launch at the very end of the campaign. Simple as that. We also, of course, had the Sky News People's Forum last Friday and the final of the three leaders debates at the National Press Club on Wednesday. That's it for debates this campaign. We are done. One thing that did come out of the National Press Club debate, though, was that Bill Shorten promised to release the cost of Labor's policies on Friday. That's today. And Greg, that's exactly what Labor have just done. Yes. uh, Not long ago, uh, Shadow Treasurer Chris Bowen and Shadow Finance Minister Jim Chalmers released uh, Labor's costings uh, for its policies on this election. And and they've done that about a week earlier than most oppositions do. I think they're claiming that, that no opposition has released costings as early as this. And they're obviously pretty happy with the costings and confident that they can prosecute the rest of the campaign around those costings. And in, in, in short, they show that um, Labor is forecast to deliver bigger surpluses than the coalition over the Ford estimates of four years and then out, t- out to um, 10 years beyond that, and that they'll be able to um, introducing further tax cuts at around that time for, uh, if not all, most uh, income earners. So, Claire, what we'll see over the day and the next couple of days is uh, the government have a good look at Labor's costings and have something to say. And you've got to remember, too, the key theme of the coalition this election has been economic management. So, the ability to scrutinise Labor's costings and then also cast doubt over that, which no doubt they will do, uh, and project their own version of what economic management and superior economic management looks like. We can hear a lot more about that this week. Moving on, we've also seen an element of nastiness this week. Some examples include uh, in Moringa, Tony Abbott had images of his face with words we can't repeat in this podcast plastered around his electorate. Our treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, whose relatives survived the Holocaust, had campaign posters defaced with Nazi imagery. The same was done in Brisbane to the core flutes of the Greens' Larissa Waters. And then, of course, there was the attempted egging of Prime Minister Scott Morrison whilst at a Country Women's Association event in Albury. Claire, you're an Albury girl. What do you have to say about the town? What's it like? Yes, as an Aubrey girl, I would say respectful, polite, perhaps very, it's a very nice town. There you go. You heard it from a local. It is in the seat of Farrah, which is held by Susan Lee by a margin of 20%. 
Interesting to see Scott Morrison spend time in what might usually have been considered a very, very safe seat. Yeah, it is very interesting to see Scott Morrison there this week. Uh, Also, he went um, to Cowper up to Port Macquarie. Um, The fact that a couple of weeks out from polling day, the Prime Minister has to spend time in these electorates uh, and they're not just little snippets of time. They're not on the way to anywhere. When you go to Albury um, to campaign, you're there for the day, same really as, as Port Macquarie. So they take up a, a, a lot of time logistically, uh, but it also says something about what the Coalition's thinking about their chances of success. Yeah, absolutely. The threat for Susan Lee there is from an independent and likewise in Cowper where Rob Oakeshott is having a, a second can go at federal politics. And this brings me nicely to the final point before we get to who said it. A joint campaign advertisement was released this week, which featured 15 independents, including Zali Stegall, Karen Phelps, Rob Oakeshott, Andrew Wilkie, Rebecca Sharkey, and former Liberal Julia Banks. One of its key messages is for people to vote for independence for action on climate change. One of the really interesting off-Broadway shows of this election campaign has been what's been happening with independent candidates and the minor parties. Lots of really interesting uh, races in some of those seats and also um, jostling amongst each other. But for this group of independents to band together under a banner of action on climate change is a really interesting development. And it was Tony Abbott who put up his hand. He's, of course, facing a challenge for from Zali Stegall in, in his seat of Warringah, uh, what he said is that actually this group is forming a, a party, really. Uh, he thinks that uh, it's an anti-coalition pro-Labor party that's being formed and that um, was a big talking point this week too. Moving on to the section of the podcast we call Who Said It? I'll read out a quote from the week. Claire and Greg will need to tell me who said it and the context in which it was said. Ready, team? Yeah, ready. As a ready. The first one is probably the quote of the campaign so far. You're a classic space invader. Claire? <laughs> oh, come on. I know. I was, I was like close days call. before you. Uh, <laughs> definitely Bill Shorten, Sky News, People's Forum Friday last week. Yes, Scott Morrison did get up in his grill a little bit and he said to him, you're a classic space invader. Easy one. Yes. All right. I must, can I there has to be a steward's inquiry into the, in the whole buzzer thing. I'm Don't sorry. blame the moderator. Once I got my buzzer sorted, I've been on fire. <laughs> Greg, I think this one is for you. I think that you'll um, – I think that this is your chance to come back. This is breathtaking. No individual ever took this kind of punt on winks. That was Chris Yulman. It was. Chris Yulman, oh, Chris Yulman the, the Channel 9 political affairs editor um, – Chris Ullman tweeted that statement uh, earlier this week. He was the first to break the story that somebody had put a million dollars on Labor to win the election at a dollar twenty-three, and it was on the same day that that telegraph story appeared, suggesting that, that <laughs> whoever that person is thinks that that has become the turning point of this whole campaign. A million dollars, and well done for knowing who tweeted that. I'm very impressed. All right, here we go. Five, two, 52. I'll give it a go. Yeah. Uh, is, yep. is it diet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's not the five two. There is a diet called a five two. <laughs> there is. I'm, I'm going to have a guess and say that's Scott Morrison calling bingo. Yes, that was Scott Morrison calling bingo uh, out on the oh, campaign trail this week in Cowper. All right. 
A wonderful dad, a terrible dancer, and a very proud bulldog owner. Uh, oh, my daddy's way too close to I call. I won that one. Jeez. No, it isn't. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Chloe Shorten at the Labor yeah, come launch on. last Sunday talking about Bill Shorten, her husband. Yes, that's right. Sorry, Greg, I really thought that one was for you. <laughs> yes, yeah, suck it. No, no. I mean, get, <laughs> so competitive. I'll, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. We knew she was telling the truth when she said he was a terrible dancer because if you've seen him dance, it really is appalling. <laughs> that is true. There is video evidence of him dancing a Terribly. There is, there is, there is. We'll leave it at that. Thank you for tuning in to Squeeze the Election, the podcast uh, last week of the campaign. If you uh, want to get across the detail before you have to vote next Saturday, sign up to our daily email, Squeeze the Election. Comes out Sunday to Thursday at 5.30pm. A link to subscribe is in your episode notes. We'll be back next Friday with a wrap of the final week of the campaign. And then the last edition of this pop-up podcast will be out next Sunday, the day after we've all voted, and we'll give you the lowdown on what went down on election night. Thanks, Claire and Greg. Enjoy the last week. Thanks, Kate. We're looking forward to it. Absolutely riveted. (laughs) Until next week. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit-for-member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy-to-understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.